And I'm Joe Jacobin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. At our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And, man, I hope you guys had uh, the best weekend possible. It was cold. It was cold here in the Valley. Uh, yesterday uh, was my wife's birthday, my oldest son, uh, halfway through his junior year in college is now back uh, and won't be heading back to campus, at least for right now, until the end of January. Shots required, uh, at least flu shots for right now. Speaking of shots, uh, the vaccine. Yes, you're going to start seeing uh, the vaccine news everywhere as uh, the first of them have started. So it's going to be nursing home patients and I think first responders. But uh, those have started. And I'll just say it. You know, and I've been saying it all along. Uh, I'm nervous about it. I don't, I don't, I want it to be what they claim it to be. How's that? I want it to be what they claim it to be. I want it to be safe, and I want it to actually work. Uh, do I do I think that's the case? I don't want to say it, but I don't, right? But but I don't. I'm nervous about it. Uh, and again, I think uh, you're you're we're going to end up in a world of uh, forced inoculations. I think that's just what's happening. Of course, my bigger fear of all of this is. Do we do something to our immune system, which this messenger RNA, remember this messenger RNA, which is the technology behind this vaccine, has never been used before. And let's let's not kid ourselves. It's not like they thought of this thing last week. This was this messenger RNA was discovered in 1961. If it's so great, why haven't we used it before? And if we can simply change the instructions of our immune system, you know, messing with the creator, why haven't we used it to cure cancer? Right? I mean, cancer's our cells. Why can't we instruct it to do that? Why can't we instruct it to cure the flu? Right? I mean, they make us get these crazy stinking flu shots. Well, again, it'll make us, not all of us, a lot of companies bribe you into getting them. They scare you into getting them. Now my son's college is forcing them to get them. Why haven't they done it on that? I, that's all I'm saying. got to be a reason. And then, I mean, just the catastrophist. You know, Eric always used to say, I'm a catastrophist. Do we do something with the changing of these instructions that all of a sudden, you know, because let's face it, in another year, we're going to get another one of these, what do you want to call them, COVIDs, 
another one of these scares. You know, think about, I mean, go all the way back to H1N1, right? You know, and bird flu and, and SARS and, you know, it just seems like every few years you get another one. Is it possible that with the changing of the instructions that the next one kills you because you did it? I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't like changing the instructions of my immune system. That just call just call me crazy. But again, I want it to work. Having said that, I want it to be. We know all these things and whatever. Patriot Radio News Hour, and I'll be right back. 800-951-0592. I was uh, listening to uh, 1360 KHNC. Brian Kilmeade had a live, well, it wasn't live, but uh, had an interview, an exclusive interview with President Trump, who was at the Army-Navy game uh, over the weekend. Uh, congratulations to Army. Uh, they, they, they won the Commander-in-Chief trophy at the game. Uh, talking about, is it over, not, not over? You know, the Supreme Court uh, refused to hear uh, the case brought by Texas. And, and essentially said, well, you know, we really don't have jurisdiction. It's a, it's a state thing. It's not us. Uh, the, the president saying it's not over. Uh, Brian Kilmeade flat out asked him. You know, one of the great things about having Brian Kilmeade uh, with us here on 1360 is he gets the president. He gets the president. You know, uh, the other guys don't. He does. Uh, The president was very clear in that it wasn't, it's not over, and that when asked who did it, It was at the state and local level and that the Democrats outmaneuvered the Republicans and and uh, that's who's done it. And uh, I know that uh, by not conceding, there is a clause in there. And we learned this from one of our guests on the open forum uh, that the president uh, because our founding fathers always worried about the election potentially being hijacked. Uh, there is a route that way. It's a tough route, but uh, by not conceding, uh, he could uh, go another step further, and, and then, and then there'd ha- it'd have to be voted on by Congress and, and all those things. Not Don't know if that could even uh, be, be – uh, could he get enough votes to make that happen? And, and then, of course, the Electoral College today is supposed to make it, uh, I guess, official that they're going to cast uh, for Biden. So we'll see how all that plays out. Like I said, obviously, uh, the vaccine news, everybody's uh, waiting on stimulus. We're going to have all the central banks talking this week um, uh, from the ECB to the Bank of Japan to the, uh, our central bank. Uh, you're going to hear a lot, a lot, a lot of talk about uh, we're here to support the markets and all of these things. Uh, gold, gold's down about 12 bucks on the vaccine stuff. Again, and, and, and I, I don't put a lot of stock in it. It's just they want you to believe, you know, the Wall Street rally, 
uh, goal down because they want you to think this is a great thing. I don't know that it is or it isn't. I'm very, I'm wor- and I told, I'm worried about. It. I don't have a warm fuzzy. Uh, I don't want the vaccine. I know that. I don't want anyone in my family to have to take the vaccine. Do I think that's going to happen? Probably not. Uh, but we'll wait and, and see what, what happens there. Uh, but when we look about why do you put gold away? Why do you do it? Right? And you do it to hedge yourself. Let me ask you. Do you think stocks are a good investment right now? Do you? And, and I don't know. Hey, not that stocks haven't done just fine. Right? Look at what they've done. Uh, in the last four years. But they've done it not because earnings are great. There's a few companies that got real good earnings. There are. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. Apple's got good earnings. Google's got good earnings. Right? Microsoft. And boy, how creepy is Bill Gates? Since when is this guy a doctor? Right? And, you know, the, the, he's uh, trying to get himself in position on the vaccine thing and all this stuff, right? The, the guy, guy just needs to go away. Go do something with your billions uh, and get out of the vaccine business. Uh, and, you know, here's a guy that obviously uh, is a big proponent of less people. Now we're going to have them involved with vaccines. Yeah, I don't think that's a good mix. That's just me. But Microsoft's got good earnings, right? Facebook. But outside of, you know, Netflix, outside of that, there's no earnings growth. There hasn't been any real earnings growth in like a decade outside of a handful. And there's a few others. Right now, obviously, maybe some of the the pharmaceutical companies that got hundreds of billions of dollars and are now uh, going to charge our government hundreds of billions of dollars more for doses, maybe they're doing okay. But the rest of it is a enormous bubble, and all the all the metrics. Right, and and you go back uh, to the dot com bubble and the Great Depression. Right, those, those two are the other two. When you talk about, hey, what's the biggest bubbles that have been created by the bankers? Because believe me, they weren't created by you or I. Was it? Done by like one single company. No, no, no. These bubbles are created by bankers. And when you measure where we are today versus where we were at the height of the dot-com bubble or the Great Depression, we're, depending on what metrics, we're, we're, a lot of the metrics is we're, we're much higher than even those two periods. Some of them, you're like, well, some of them, all the Great Depression ones, yes, and some, you know, maybe a few, the a few metrics of the dot com, maybe not yet. 
But if you take away six companies, just six, the metrics gets really ugly. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. Stocks aren't done yet. they still got a little more room to go. You look at the housing market. How do you feel about that? Feel good about that? Bad about that? I mean, if you're selling your house, I guess if you're selling your house and you don't need to buy another one, <laughs> right? I don't know how that way, you know, maybe you've already got another house that you, you know, maybe you were one of those lucky people. Hey, I had two houses. I had a, a summer house and my regular house or a vacation house and my regular house. That you could sell off place and not have to buy or rent one. Uh, it may be great. But again, the housing bubble looking a lot like, right, go back to 05, 06, right? That's starting to look a lot like, not as, but different, not quite the same, right? Remember, they were lining up in the desert. Uh, now, uh, they here in Arizona, you know that there are six communities now in Arizona where all the houses being built are rentals. They're brand new houses, all being rentals. But we have this massive housing bubble. Again, created by who? Created by the bankers. Right? The debt market. We talked about this last week. You know, bubbles are great like in a bath. <laughs> bubble baths, right? They're great when you're a kid, you know, with the little, you blow the bubbles with the kid. And now, and now, of course, like everything else, right? Doing them, putting the little stick in the, in the tube and using, you know, and blowing, that, that's not good enough. Now you got to have a, like one that, that, like a gun that blows the bubbles for you, right? You, you know, it's always got to be an easier way. Those are a lot of fun. But then as you get older, yeah, bubbles ain't so fun. It's okay. But yeah, yeah, you're over it. And this is kind of where I think we're heading. We're heading to the point where we're going to be over it real soon. And what I mean by that is this next bubble that burst and just just like most you know the 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 bubble that burst the next time right it's always worse and 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 we have this horrible trend especially since 1971 first they created hyperinflation right then we had massive interest rates right then we had the stock market crash of 87 Right then, the then we had the tech bubble crash. You know, what ten, twelve years later, uh, then the housing crisis that led to the financial crisis. Right, and now uh, here we are. We're probably what ten years, eleven years, twelve years removed from that. 
and we're we're staring down another one. And all of them bigger than the last. And the pain uh, always a little bit worse. Think about uh, because of COVID, people are now saying, and when I say people, bankers, are now saying because of COVID, they're very bullish on debt, which means I'm bullish on stocks. I'm bullish. Don't worry about all the high. It's fine. Don't worry. It makes perfect sense. Because, you see, rates are at zero. The Fed keeps buying all the paper. They're driving down rates to all-time record lows. Uh, demand is is decent. Uh, there's no first-time buyers, and, <laughs> and no one really can afford to buy a home except the people with, you know, wealthier people. But but it's okay. It's going to work itself out. It never really does. And then we found out last week the Fed has been lying to us. They made it appear that them loaning money to banks every single day stopped in June. Just went away. Because they said it would go away when they first started doing this. And I only bring it up because today they announced that their balance sheet, which is growing again, but it sits at only $7.3 trillion. And they kind of said this repo operation is at zero and this other one's at zero, uh, but it's growing. It's We're back to it's growing again, is what they were saying. But they wanted to let people feel better about, oh, but by the way, this program and this program and this program are all that we, we stopped buying. Though Basically, they're buying mortgages or buying treasuries. But based on what we learned last week, it's not really true. The number that they're telling us isn't true. Because I looked. Where's the two plus trillion dollars a day you're lending into the banks on your balance sheet? Nowhere to be found. How about all these other programs you changed to zero? Where are they? I don't know. How big is the problem really? We're going to talk about that next. 800-951-0592. I know some of you are all bummed out because uh, gold's fallen over the last, what, six weeks. Don't be bummed out. You've got more gold to purchase. Believe me, when gold's at 5000 10,000, 20,000. You're not going to like it. That's a fact. I don't think you're going to like gold at 3,000. I mean, did you really like it at 2,100? Did you? Did you really? Not really. Like, it kind of sucks out there. 
And this is unfortunately where we're headed. We're headed for it. It's going to suck out there. So let me give you the best example I can. First of all, now we've got the banks just flat out lying to us. See, we've got what they deem to be a liquidity problem. That's what quantitative easing really is about. Right? The Fed is by why is the central bank buying treasuries? Why are they buying mortgages? Why did they create programs to buy commercial paper that they now don't say they need, but the, believe me, they only don't need it because there's been a moratorium which ends at the <laughs> end of the month. They're going to need it, and, and they'll get it. Why do you think that is? And the simple answer is, well, there's so much of it that they can't get it all bought, right? There's not enough buyers for it. And I, and I like in what Jamie Dimon said last week. I wouldn't touch treasuries with a 10-foot pole, he said. Of course, right after, outside of the ones they forced me to buy. And then I told you about how the banks have a problem. See, the banks own a lot of debt. How do they get the debt? Do you know how? Right When you magically deposit that check in there? Maybe you're one of those people. <laughs> not that it's a bad thing. I don't want to make it sound like you're one of those people. No, not that. Maybe you got 50, 100, 500. Heck, maybe you're foolish enough and you got a million dollars in the bank. And you're proud of yourself. You should be. I've lived within my means. I've worked hard in my life. I've saved my money. And I won't bore you with the, you know, you're supposed to be living off the interest of that money. You can't do that now. But when the money's in the system, in your checking account, in your savings account, in your e-trade account, right, or any of your other money market, you name it. I don't care what it is. Annuity, mutual fund, all 401k, IRA, right, all you name them. All the quote-unquote great things that they give you to invest with. Which, by the way, this is how it is by a 21-year-old son who doesn't know, and I would use a bad word, but I'm, you know, it's 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 a family show. He doesn't know anything about anything. Okay. Does he work hard in school? Yes, he does. Does he work hard at being an athlete? Yes, he does. But does he know anything about real world stuff? Nope. He's a day trader with all of his buddies. And he just, he just got back. We're having dinner with my wife's birthday. And he's telling me, oh, yeah, no, America, America's over, Dad. Not buying U.S. stocks. Buying the Chinese ones. Yeah, that's, I'm not kidding. 
Yeah, you get lucky, man. You hit the right one. Double your money in 24 hours. You know, this is what he said. Yeah, oh, well, you know, that's what they're doing. And and he's not like, you know, and he's not doing it blindly. No, he goes out and I do my research. But yeah, we don't invest in the United States. Talking about him and his buddies. But we've got a liquidity problem. The banks don't have enough money. In other words, they've loaned out 90-some percent of all the money you've given them. And again, I want to reiterate this. You don't own any of it legally. Don't own any of it. That's why, we like, when you buy stocks, if it goes to zero, you lose all your money, right? You're, you're lending it to somebody else. When you put it in the bank, you basically give the bank the ownership of your money so they can lend it out to somebody else. And at the end of each and every day, they've got to send out all these payments that were made, cover these checks and credit cards and Payments and all that stuff. And it always worked out that some days some banks had it, some banks, some days some, they didn't. They'd borrow from each other. And what would they use as collateral when they were short on a particular day? Well, some debt in their portfolio. And don't worry, because tomorrow people are going to put money in my bank again and, and, and I'll be able to give you your you know, your hundred billion back. You give me my my portfolio back. It, it was a little game, a little shell game. It worked fine, and it always works fine until there's a problem, right? Until there's a problem. Nineteen thirty three, they closed the banks. Two thousand and seven, we bailed the banks out. And the thing about what used to make it such a good little system is, hey, every once in a while you had a recession. People didn't pay their bills and certain amounts went under, but the debt, it was a way to keep the debt low. Now the debt's through the roof. What the banks should be doing at this point, because none of the banks have enough money now, can't lend it to each other. They need to sell that debt. The problem is nobody wants to buy it for what they say it's worth. Hence, here comes the central bank. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. So, the banks can't sell their debt to get the money they need to pay for the check you wrote on your mortgage, for your credit card payments and your auto loan payments and your health insurance. That's not in dispute. That's a fact. That's what quantitative easing 
means. Because why would you need to do it? Just sell it. Just sell it. Sell $100 billion. You know, last week I gave you the example. J.P. Morgan's got $55 trillion in derivatives. Bank of America's got 50 plus trillion. City's got 50 plus trillion, right? You know, let's Wells Fargo, U.S. Bank, da, 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 the list goes on and on and on. Just sell a little. Dude, JP Morgan doesn't need 55 trillion. Heck, they don't need 5 trillion. My guess is this is a guess. They probably need somewhere between. 250 to 500 billion dollars. Something like that. It's all they need. It's not a lot considering 55 trillion. But here's here's why they have to do it. Because if they didn't sell it to the central bank They would have to sell it on the open market. So what would they do? Well, hey, guys. Hey, I got to sell $500 billion, and and I don't know what it is, whatever, of credit card or auto loan or or, uh, mortgage or even treasury. And there would be people like, oh, okay, Great. Well, how much? What, 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 what do you got? Right? Let me look at it. And they take a look. And they're like, well, you say it's worth $500 billion, but I've looked at it. I'll give you 400 Then maybe another guy's like, eh, it's not that bad. You know, I, I, I'll give you. 450. You know, it's worth it's worth 90%, you know. Okay. That problem solved. It costs 10%. No big deal. See, that's not how it works. Because then what has to happen is JP Morgan now needs to mark down all of that type of debt. Whatever they put up there to be sold. See, in the central bank and the bankers, they already know. God, if we really had to sell it, we won't get anywhere near enough. So like they'd have to get like 98% to, to be able to make it work. Believe me. Even at 95%, taking a 5% loss on all their portfolio, the banks would be under. You know, think about it. A 10% loss on $55 trillion is $5.5 trillion. Right? So, you know, a 5% loss, $2.75 trillion. They, they can't take those types of losses. And they already know. We can't do that. That's why the central bank's buying all this stuff. And now they want to hide that they're buying. They don't want us to know. 
because a problem in 2019 that started out at $50 billion. In September of 2019, it was a $50 billion problem that was supposed to last two weeks. We now know is $2.5 trillion in growing. And here's what makes it so funny. Morgan Stanley over the weekend wanted everyone to know how bullish they are. We're so bullish in 2020 or 2021. And you know why they said they were so bullish? This was this was the the best part. We're so bullish because we believe that the central bank's balance sheet is going to rise another 3 to 5 trillion dollars in 2021. Okay, so think about this. I just told you the central bank, they're owning up to like $7.3 trillion. Now, we know that they give another $2.5 trillion a day to the banks, and they're getting collateral. We don't know any of the, at least yet, I don't know if all, if all these other programs they say are zero just got put somewhere else. Don't know that yet. But according to their predictions, they're predicting another at least $2.8 trillion of liquidity just in government bond purchases. So you got to, you know, mortgages, they're going to keep buying those too. So at least least $3 trillion in bonds. Not to mention the fact that we expect another $3 trillion plus in stimulus. And now they're saying there may be more money coming to other markets. Mm. Can you see the bubble yet? Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment coming up. Final segment here on a Monday. No special today. I'm working on something for tomorrow. So be just be ready for tomorrow if it happens. I, I'm working on it. We may have a lead pipe lock of the week tomorrow. So I'm going to hold off on a special today. But I want to leave you with this. When you sit there and you think about who owns the most Japanese debt? It's the Japanese Central Bank. Who owns the most Japanese stock? It's the Japanese Central Bank. Who owns the most German debt or Italian debt or French debt? It's the European Central Bank. Who owns the most United States debt? the U.S. Central Bank. And see these numbers like mortgages now. Who owns the most mortgages in the United States? You guessed it. It's the Central Bank. And now all of the major institutions of the world are saying, hey, we're not worried about the bubble. 
I mean, they know we know it's a bubble. But we're not we're not going to say that, and we're definitely not going to be worried about it because <laughs> the banks are going to keep buying it. The central banks they're going to keep pumping liquidity. Think of a of a balloon. Start blowing the balloon up. The balloon, you know, gets to a certain size. You're like, oh, that's perfect. But then, you know, you always want to keep blowing, and it gets bigger and bigger. And especially when you're a kid, I wonder how big I can get it without popping it. That's kind of where we're at right now. I think 2021, not the beginning, the end, you're going to see it pop, I think. Because I agree with Morgan Stanley. I agree. They're going to buy trillions. All of them. And the problem is, and we'll see how the COVID thing really works. I think we've got a lot more pain here in 2021 before it's finally, by the end of 2021, I think we're going to be looking at, I hope, I hope, hope we're going to be on the other side of it. But all the moratoriums all come to an end. Uh, How many, I'll, I'll just tell you right now, I ate at a restaurant last night for my wife's birthday with our kids. My wife's favorite restaurant. It's been her favorite restaurant since I've since I've known her. That's how long they've been around. There's no way they make it. None. It was a go I couldn't believe it. I laughed that I actually made a reservation. <laughs> well we got there because we actually got there a little we got there early. I was like, oh, man, we're 20 minutes early. Didn't matter. There's nobody in the place. Anyway, listen, just be ready tomorrow. 800-951-0592. Everyone take care. God bless. We'll talk again tomorrow.